What does it mean to take nothing for granted? Let's talk about it on Sagebrush Survival. Welcome back, friends and survivors. You're listening to the Sagebrush Survival Podcast, and I'm your host, the Sagebrush Survivalist. I want to apologize. I haven't put out any uh, podcast in quite some time, and I don't really have an excuse. I've just been kind of lazy, and um, well, I want to remedy that, and so I'm going to start hopefully putting out uh, podcast episodes every, I don't know, once or twice a month. Um, I just don't know if I have it in me to do it weekly like I had I had wanted to before, but anyway, I apologize for that, and um, to those of you who have you know, messaged me, um, asking me if I was going to put out another podcast. Uh, thank you. It means a lot to me that, uh, you listen and that you, you like the stuff I put out. So, um, today we're going to talk a little bit about some survival philosophy. And, uh, if it's boring, I apologize. I, I do think it's important. Um, it's an interesting lesson and we've got kind of a challenge towards the end of the podcast for you. So those of you who have listened to this podcast all the way through to the end, you'll know that my tagline or the thing that I say as I sign off every episode is take nothing for granted. Now, this may just seem like kind of a throwaway line, something that uh, um, is memorable or, you know, like a, a branding type thing. Um, but it's not just that. It's just not. It's not meant to just uh, be a meaningless slogan. It it does mean a lot to me. And and um, today I'd like to talk a little bit about that and why, as survival minded people, we should never take anything for granted. So I hope this episode isn't too boring. But if you're looking forward to more like tactical oriented stuff or uh, you know survival gear information. Next week, I plan on putting out an episode on survival optics for your carbine, um, for, or for your defensive carbine. So uh, stay tuned for that, and I think that'll be a fun one as well. But today, I want to talk about something that I think is equally important, which is uh, philosophy of survival. And the tagline that I have for this episode, or for, for this podcast, is take nothing for granted. Now, take nothing for granted has a few different components to it. I think the first component that is kind of obvious is gratitude. Um, it's important to have gratitude just for your your mental health, and and then if you you know if you worship a god or a higher power, that's going to be very important to your life and to your worship. Um, I'm not a particularly religious person, but I still see the value in gratitude. Um, just to keep you grounded and keep you um, cognizant of the things in your life that you have that uh, you should be thankful for. And then when we apply that to survival, you know, it helps us plan for outcomes where we may not have those things that uh, we rely on, you know, that we we're blessed with. So that's kind of the first component of it, but the second component is a little bit less obvious, and it's something you have to kind of look for in your life. Um, what I want to use to illustrate this is a yard sign. 
as some of you might know, I'm a police officer in a medium-sized city in Utah. And the area that I work in of the city, it kind of has two parts. There's a part of the city that's more well-off, or what I would have called rich, you know, because I grew up pretty poor. Um, I've had t- people tell me that what I call well-off is not really well-off. They're just uh, middle class. But uh, to me, they're well-off. And then there's the other part of the city I work in, uh, which is more working class or lower class. And there's a pretty stark difference between the values and the concerns um, of these two sides of the city. And it's illustrated in in the yard signs, I think. So in the more well-off side of the city, you'll see pretty much every other house has some type of uh, yard sign, whether it's like a political thing or uh, maybe something having to do with conservation, like, uh, you know, wildlife or nature. Um, people will espouse their activism for different things, you know, saving different um, parts of, you know, canyons or national parks. Uh, people will espouse different political slogans, things like that. So you'll see a ton of signs that say, like, Black Lives Matter, or, you know, in this house we believe in science and feminism and uh, gay rights, and and all that stuff is great. I'm, I'm not here to judge that or to uh, put people down, down for their political beliefs. And this episode is not about politics, believe me. Just stay with me here if you would. Um, so there's one yard sign that I've started to see more and more on the, the more well-off side of the, the city. And I should just say, on the, the more lower-class side of the city, I hardly ever see yard signs at all, um, or you know signs and windows or anything. It's, it's all pretty sparse when it comes to that. But this one sign that I've been seeing more and more often on the well-off side of the city is a sign that says, Lights out for the birds. Lights out for the birds. Um... I urge you to go ahead and Google that um, to get kind of a better explanation of what it means. But I think I understand the gist of it, and I'll kind of explain that the best I can, you know, being um, being a person who's not really scientifically literate. But Lights Out for the Birds um, is a way of bringing attention to the fact that birds are very sensitive to lights in the night sky. Um, lights are an unnatural thing um, for birds and for wildlife. And so the lights in the night sky or the skyline or just areas of the city can disrupt birds and their patterns of life, their migration, um, maybe their mating and things like that. It's It's very disruptive to them and it could have really negative consequences for wildlife in the area. So that is a concern that is growing among people who are well-off in my city. Now, on the poor side of the city, I don't think you would ever see a sign like that. And the reason is, is because I think poor people recognize on some innate level that streetlights and well-lit areas deter crime. So 
the people in the more working class area of town, I think, are more concerned about crime than they are about the welfare of the birds. Now, again, I'm not here trying to make a value judgment on which one of those competing values is more important. I All I want is for people to recognize that they are competing values, that, you know, those are values that are that have to reach some type of compromise or um, conflict because you can't have a very well-lit city and also have um, that deterrence that the lights provide against crime. And the people who live on the well-off side of the city, they don't experience that crime as much because they're further from the city center they're further from poor people who commit more crime. They're further from, from all that. So very rarely do I have to respond to a crime like a burglary or a car break-in or a stabbing or anything like that in the more well-off side of the city. Uh, most of that happens in the poor side of the city. So I guess the point I'm trying to make here is that the people in the well-off side of the city take for granted that a well-lit neighborhood deters crime. That's something they take for granted. And so they have this other concern of the welfare of the birds that is also important, but it's not um, an imminent threat to them. It's not a proximate cause of their concern or worry on a day-to-day basis. The people in the port area of town you could probably convince them that the welfare of the birds is important in the long run. Um, it's quite possible that our way of life being out of balance, balance with nature is going to cause us problems down the road. I, I could see that happening. I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to belittle that at all, but it's not an immediate concern like crime is, you know, when you're afraid to walk down the street or afraid that uh, your window on your car is going to get smashed and someone's going to take your your laptop computer or something like that, uh, if you're afraid your house is going to be burglarized, those are all much more immediate concerns than um, the disruption of the birds' migration patterns. So... This one sign to me kind of illustrates the second component of take nothing for granted, which is we have to see those things in our life that we take for granted that we may not even notice. Uh, we have to be able to to identify those things um, so that we can so that we can plan our our survival needs, I guess. Um, if if the lights in the more well-off area of town were to suddenly go out, um, they would probably experience more crime. You know, and that's something they might not necessarily plan for. They would have to um, take precautions. Like, like for example, the people in the well-off area of town, most of them don't have cameras on the front of their house. Whereas the people in the poor areas, they're much more likely to have cameras. Um, and you'd think... It would be the opposite, because you'd think that the well-off people would be able to afford cameras. But um, cameras are getting uh, less and less expensive, and so I'm seeing 
a lot of cameras in the more poor areas of town. And this this is kind of a, applicable to some of the other yard signs as well. Like if you see a, a yard sign that says Black Lives Matter, that's a very noble sentiment, but it also has kind of an undercurrent of uh, anti-police sentiment. And I don't take offense to that as a police officer. I, I think people would be surprised about my, um, my attitudes toward policing and, and stuff like that. Even maybe even members of my own family would be surprised about my attitudes and beliefs, but there is that undercurrent of, of anti-police sentiment with that. And the people who rely on the police the most are, are the people who would not have that sign in their yard. Um, whereas the people who don't see it as much of a need for police, they're more likely to put a sign in their yard that says black lives matter. Um, that's, that's been my experience in my city. I don't want to generalize if you live in, um, a city that has a larger black population, maybe it's, it's different for you, but that's my experience here in Utah where it's, uh, a lot of a lot of white people in the more well-off areas. So again, I don't want to rant about politics. That's not what this is about. Um, but I just want to bring that to your mind. So when I say take nothing for granted, I literally mean nothing. I mean, you know, the water that comes out of your tap. Is it is it drinkable? Is it uh, will it sustain your life? Um, your food, your job, um, even just the littlest thing, something you might not even notice, like lights. That's that's what that tagline means, take nothing for granted. And that's what I want people to to get through their heads. So my challenge to you for this week is to find something in your life that you previously took for granted. I want you to think about it as you go throughout your day, as you go to work or you clean the house, whatever it is. Find one little thing. It could be very minor. It doesn't have to to be survival-related, although I think most of them probably are in one way or another. Um, but find something that you take for granted and let me know what it is, please. I would really love to hear from you. Um, if you're on social media, you can just at me on uh, Instagram. It's sagebrush underscore survivalist. Um, tag me and or DM me, either way, and let me know one thing that you take for granted in your daily life. Uh, on Twitter, it's at servebrospod, S-U-R-V-B-R-O-S-P-O-D, servebrospod. This podcast used to be Survival Brothers Podcast that I did with my little brother. Um, so if you go back and look at the older episodes, it'll be me and my brother chatting, chatting about these kind of things. Um, but you can at me there or DM me there. Or if you just want to email me, it's uh, sagebrushsurvivalist at gmail.com. And please, please let me know. I would just love to hear from you and um, and see what kind of things you have taken for granted that uh, you now are cognizant of in your life. So before we go, um, I like to do the tip of the week and also the Liberty Quote at the end of the episode. So today's tip of the week, I had planned for earlier in the summer when we were having really hot weather, we had like, like a couple of weeks of just straight hundred degree plus days. Uh, so the tip of the week is popsicles are not just for kids. 
Um, popsicles can be great if you're going to go out and do some outdoor activity and you want, you know, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of energy before you get going and something to just kind of cool your body down. Popsicles are great. I, I just love them. And I've recently uh, started buying popsicles again as an adult. Um, and it's just a nice little pick me up before you start, you know, some type of outdoor exercise or activity. So give it a try um, if you like popsicles. And lastly, liberty quote. I am a libertarian. I don't like to preach politics too much on this show, but I do like to, to put out some libertarian wisdom at the end of the show. This one is from Ludwig von Mises, who was an Austrian economist. And he says, The struggle for freedom is ultimately not resistance to autocrats or oligarchs, but resistance to the despotism of public opinion. So that's, that's pretty meaningful to me, just because it seems like the, the crowds and the, uh, I don't know, the, just the way populism and democracy kind of make people turn into mobs um, is disappointing and disturbing to me. So that quote had some meaning to me. And um, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for listening. Take nothing for granted.